0: Someone else has already said
1: it best. This is the
0: best, the best of
1: The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are.
0: What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. The best. 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 Thank you very much. I'd like to introduce Led Zeppelin to you. Bass guitar John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. On drums, John Bonham. Lead guitar Jimmy Page. And myself Robert Plant. Hello, hello, and welcome to Best of the Best podcast. I would like to introduce Mr. Ronan Mullen. So happy! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not on four. We know before everybody goes. That's not even on four. We know it's not on four. But it's the only time they were ever on TV together. Yeah, and it's a nice wee intro. And the
0: full wee intro of the band and did so a bit of work for us. You know what I mean? So yes, welcome back. Uh, we are with, uh, as you heard there, the mighty Led Zeppelin doing. Is it just four or Led it's, Zeppelin it's, four? It's unnamed. Okay. It's
1: symbols. It's runes. It's Zozo. It's <laughs> it's not. It's untitled. It's whatever you want it to be. So it's the fourth album. Jimmy Page calls it the fourth album. The fourth
0: album from uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, nineteen seventy-one. Yes. And uh, I mean, it, will we argue for the best. Well, obviously, it's here. What's we'll say The best, th- Led this, Zeppelin.
1: This is the <laughs> this one. This is this is the one. Like for me, anyway, in terms of my. Youth and grown up and not listen to me dad Yeah, it he was told my fir- me to listen to this way before I listened to it Right,
0: oh, nothing oh, long, And he was right fucking right there oh, oh, worse than oh, being right boys. Uh, my first album, our first introduction to them too, as well, yeah um, I'll, I'll, I'll explain that story I think a lot of people our age had the same story But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so 1971, we're talking, as we heard there We have John Paul Jones on bass John Bonham on drums uh, Robert Plant on lead vocals and the mighty Jimmy Page on guitar. Mm. I'll let Jimmy Page at the last because I he's my favorite.
1: <laughs> Jimmy Page always had a massive fat head, <laughs> but he he earned it.
0: Absolutely earned it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: like he always had a wee tangerine head. And all the reference there to Led Zeppelin tangerine. And he had a wee tangerine head and a wee skinny body. Uh uh-huh. Remember like uh, I so Martin Axe murder where he's yes, talking about an orange right, and a yeah, toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sputnik. <laughs> 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 and that's on the base of the road. Well, that's... that's yeah,
0: that's, uh, that's, a, that's a, actually a quite a... Uh, uh, what would you call a tedious link? Yeah. Uh, because that's my link to Led Zeppelin is via that film. What? In a roundabout way. So, Mike Myers. Right,
1: we're going to hear this then.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, I watched Wayne's World. Oh, yes. And uh, I was, uh, what was IP7 first year? Mm. And uh, the scene where he goes into the, the music shop and he takes out the electric guitar to try it out. And then the guy interrupts drops goes, Ah, uh, ah, no stairway. Points to the sign and says, stairway no stairway. No stairway. Denied. <laughs> stairway denied. <laughs> and obviously, at that age, I wasn't listening to Led Zeppelin 4. No. I was like, what the fuck? No stairway? But I, I genuinely thought it was to do with stairs. Uh, in the film you know what I mean I was like what, what do you mean no stairway what does that mean and then we find uh, uh, I found out then it was a uh, stairway to heaven and then I went looking for the song then it led me to the album and that's where it wrote, right away boom came. boom boom just as simple as that from one reference to it but uh, I was wise enough to know that it must be a famous song yeah. If it was gonna be like a, a a joke in the movie. Just because yeah. I didn't get the joke, i obviously I mean, it was you know
1: that it can't be played because it's played so much. We yeah, don't want there you to some, yeah, like, the, why would people play it so much? Why is it so And then prepared? it was the
0: point of why do I not know what the song is?
1: That if everybody else knows it there has to be a sign put up to say you can't play it. Uh
0: so yes, uh understandable. Uh, nineteen seventy one, none of us were even a twinkle in there
1: I'm not even close.
0: Or the crotums
1: Not even fucking close.
0: So long before our time, but uh, we should point out uh, nice to be doing uh, a retro album. Yeah, know. we're hitting the 70s. Hitting the 70s.
1: I would love to have got the 60s, but because we're low on 60s numbers. Mm. But here's a wee bit of history first. And it sort of blew me away. It's sort of like the Beatles in terms of the productivity. You're going, fuck me, that's on my butt. They were together for one month. Basically, the Yardbird split up, Jimmy Page. Jeff Beck, all the boys, in 1968. And what happened was Jimmy Page wanted to get a super group of boys together from the start. Mm -hmm. Now, he originally had Keith Moon and John Entwistle from The Who. The Who, that's right, yeah. Pegged for being in a band with him, Mm -hmm. but that never transpired. But he got the other three guys, and they basically went on tour as the New Yardbirds. That's right, the first name was... Yeah, yeah, to fulfill these these details of tours that they, they couldn't let the people down. So they went as the New Yardbirds, came back to England, and set up themselves as Led Zeppelin. Now, they're called Led Zeppelin for many, there's many reasons, but the one I prefer is that Keith Moon <laughs> That's
0: the one I to. Like <laughs> heard too,
1: yeah. that they were all getting together and he knew them all because they're all session musicians and they played in places before. Yeah. And Keith Moon said, the drummer for The Who said, this will go down like a lead balloon, yeah. to which Jimmy Page went, lead balloon is a grit. What else could you, what about like a bigger, like a, a, a Zeppelin? What about a Led, Led Zeppelin? Well, so that. they made their fucking name <laughs> out of a quip that they're not gonna succeed in any way whatsoever. And Many. it's a great story. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a great starting point. It's if a you, great starting you're, you're
0: starting this band. Go, we're not gonna, we're gonna be fucked. Just so we may as well title ourselves as a, a, well, an absolute disaster.
1: It's sort of, it's sort of relayed into what the the making of this album was because when it came to Led Zeppelin 3, it got fucking slammed by the critics because they thought it was too folky mm. and there was too much acoustic guitar. And there wasn't that fucking balls out that there wasn't one and two. So, in a move, which I still can't figure out what they were thinking when they did it, they said, we're going to take our name off the album. We're not going to name it anything. Our names aren't going to be on the album. And it's going to basically be blank. (laughs) And it becomes the biggest selling album (laughs) of all time at the time. But in 1968, 1969, they were together one month before they recorded their first album, which took nine days. <sighs> they contracted to albums only because they didn't believe in singles.
0: Yes, there was there was a lot of
1: there were people were going down that route of the yeah. album as the whole. Yes. You can't take one part out and it typifies the album, and that's sort of true of Zeppelin because if you took out like going to California or when the levee breaks from this, yeah, you wouldn't get the whole picture at all. There. No, so they broke records for live gigs. They bought out entire floors of hotels. They're on their own fucking plane. <laughs> When they released Physical Graffiti in 1975, four years after this, all of their albums before it re-entered the charts, becoming the only band in history to have all six albums in the charts at the same time. Pfft. Four itself has sold 37 million copies. All this was done in 12 years. That is that's the lifespan of the band, 12 right years. Yep. 1968 until John Bonham's unfortunately, to Mason, 1980.
0: That is, that's that's quite an output.
1: And that output, we're, we're just talking about albums like it's but these albums contain fucking unbelievable songs. Uh, yeah. And this and one just happens to have a whole lot more yeah. <laughs> than most people can put out in their entire lifetime.
0: And so the context as well, I mean, Zeppelin was, uh, you know, some would say the last true rock and roll stars in that sense. Yeah. I mean, the, all, what what is known now as a cliche, mm. um, they were the start of the cliche, you know, the wrecking hotels along with the likes of the Who and stuff. Um... But th- that genuine sort of rock and roll excess, Zeppelin were buying on them it.
1: It's what everybody else tries to achieve. You know when that whole, uh, the strokes and can't all this in the mm-hmm. early 2000s happened, and everybody just wanted to be this ragtag sort of leather-bound, but they all wanted to be Led Zeppelin. Like, That's all it was, But yeah. nobody could get it, because that world doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, You no. can't hire out hotel floors. You can't bring... No slash hookers by the bucket load (laughs) into hotels. You can't do the things which have been read about or written about them Well, before we even get
0: to the album, I mean, uh, one of the key things that they talk about is their manager. Peter Grant. Yeah. who Big Pates. Big Pates, who basically allowed this in in the sense... Not only condoned it, was actively hunting it out. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. He more of a co-organiser. Yeah. Uh, And I mean... You don't see them characters anymore. You know, he would be, uh, I think the last time he have seen somebody like that would have been maybe in the hip hop field with Hugh Knight. Mm-hmm. But there was nobody that sort of big domineering character who just said to the band, don't you worry about it. Well, here's... Leave it to me.
1: Th- you're bang on because th- those molds were built by him. Mm. He, he, his type of character never existed no. before him and,
0: and, and I think that was the thing too The, the big Cockney accent as well that yeah. The Americans didn't know how to fucking take him
1: No, he used to run about backstage with a cricket bat <laughs> And if boys were an even a few minutes short Of giving out the money at the end of the gig He was breaking <laughs> yeah. shit all
0: around the arena like, He was a proper thug gangster manager like, so, it was.
1: But there's a great story I'll tell my fucking Zeppelin story first then My dad saw them Right so here's the story: Led Zeppelin recorded this album. Led Zeppelin themselves said, after three came out and it got poor reviews. Now it still sold amazing, and it's still a fucking brilliant album. album,
0: yeah, yeah. But after just... it
1: came out, the, the reviews were sort of lukewarm, and Jimmy Page and the rest of the band felt people aren't getting what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. They're not just a rock band. They don't play heavy blues. They don't play. They, they can be a folk band. They can, they can do ballads. They can do slow songs. So they just didn't tour. They mm-hmm. went right back into the studio again. And started recording for. Now, they do this opus, this album we're about to cover. They take a few months, get it recorded, go back early 1971, do a bit more recording. There's a fuck up with the mix. It's meant to come out in May 1971, ended up coming out in November. Uh Because it was mixed in Los Angeles and they didn't like it. So they mixed it themselves. So not only did Jimmy Page produce this album, he produced all their albums. He mixed it.
0: Right, okay. So...
1: They're about to go on tour with all these new songs. Jimmy Page is the double neck guitar. These are all brand new. We're showing the world these songs. Like, mm-hmm. where's the first fucking place to go? Ulster Hall in Belfast. <laughs> no way. First gig. My old was there. Right. They booed during Stairway to Heaven because it was too long. <sighs> no, they loved the show. They said the fans were fucking credible and they re- regretted never playing Belfast. Mm. So they played Ulster Hall. Everybody's backy, freaking out, loving it. The fucking Ra and the boys are blowing up the whole country, outside, but they don't care because they're in fuck. this wee building listening to Led Zeppelin. And they start playing their big opus, this is our new, this is going to be incredible. Boo. do fucking long, hey. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and that wanker. Like, can you oh, you imagine? can hear it too? Oh, uh,
0: the impatience.
1: Oh, so what happens after? The band don't care because it's the first time they've played it live to public. They're like, mm-hmm. it'll grow when the album comes out. People on This is March of 1971. Okay, The album isn't out yet. It doesn't come out in November. Mm-hmm. So... The four boys have four individual private cars Dublin the next night. Mm-hmm. Bonham gets lost with his driver up the Falls Road. He says he looked out and there was bricks and glass and shit everywhere and he freaked out and he remembered Peter Grant before they got on the plane or come over to Ireland Peter Grant gave all four members a bottle of Jameson with their names and the logos that are going to be on the new album that represented them and all this. So it was a limited edition. real Bonham stuck in it. Hammer the bottle of Jameson. Now it used to be a three-hour journey down, <laughs> so he got the whole bottle on him. We've we've experienced that trip
0: <laughs> a few between are, yeah. Belfast
1: and Dublin, where <laughs> a boy drank a full bottle or something. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure by the time Bonham got to Dublin, Intercontinental in Dublin, he was speaking the same way as our friend. Uh-huh. And what happens is Bonham gets into the hotel. Now, this is late night, three, four in the morning, whatever it was. He's hungry. No food. <laughs> Bonham goes down in the kitchen, beats the fuck out the chef, Grant. Who had travelled on to Dublin earlier in the day because he didn't feel well. Heard about the commotion, came down the stairs, starts asking what the fuck's going on. He's like, Bonham's losing the plot. He can't get food. Knocks him out, busts his nose, tells him I want none of this shit this time of night and sends him to bed. (laughs) This is the first night of the big, this is their big comeback Mm -hmm. after the disappointment they felt of three, but nobody else really did. Yeah. And I had to have fucking
0: happen here, <laughs> <And that> fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so that thing. So we we start off the album. I mean, uh, what a f- what a stomper of an opening, mm-hmm. um, "Black Dog," which you know it's it's probably one of the the most famous refrains of of uh, of Led Zeppelin's. That sort of mm-hmm. "Hey, Hey, Mama." So that thing sort of takes it real because it was they are a blues band. They're a blues band, which is even though they're sort of seen as rock legends, mm-hmm. they were very much a blues setup, which again, fucked up everybody because they're all middle-class English guys yeah. talking about the fucking yeah. the, the Louisiana and the fucking Southern Delta. Their love of Howl uh, Wolf. And, and Howl Wolf and the blues. And you're like, this doesn't, this, this shouldn't work. No. They go on paper, it shouldn't work, but it did, as we no. know. And uh, as you
1: hear... They're all well-to-do English. Yes. To. No, they're well. not Some they're, they're working class, but they're very well-to-do. Yeah, well, to they are still, yeah, they're yeah. still,
0: well, they're sort of middle-class, I would say, more. They weren't... The Do remember John Paul Jones? <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs>
1: oh, There's like an MTV documentary of Led Zeppelin that I watched years ago, and John Paul Jones is talking about John Bonham, and he goes, all these dramas these days, you know, they're always... But Bonham had, he had all these little things going on in the background, and you didn't really know what he was doing, but it sounded great. And I was going, who <laughs> the yeah, fuck is that way? <laughs> Is that Joe Jones? <laughs> That's who he talks.
0: Very posh. Um <coughs> So Black Dog starts off, and I mean it's a By by the fourth album, uh mm. in context in nineteen seventy one, people knew about Plant and how he could sing. But if you've never heard Zeppelin and this is your first time listening, well, this them. is a good, good What an introduction yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, in regards to his voice.
1: Now uh, this song is actually named after a black dog. Oh. That appeared up at the Headley Headley uh Grange, isn't it? Where they recorded this. Mm-hmm. And what he did was, the, the dog kept turning up. like They'd go outside for a bain and this dog would just floating about. Nobody knew who <laughs> fucking owned the dog. Right. So when they were recording this song, they just went, just name it after the black dog out the front of the house. <laughs> and they did. But this was, John Paul Jones wrote the main riff of this. Oh, right. And he was inspired by Highland Wolf, who like we just mentioned. Uh-huh. And Fleetwood Mac's O-L. Oh Well. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It's got a wee refrain too. Yes. My, do, 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 do. So they were inspired by that and wrote this fucking absolute animal of a tune.
0: It is an absolute stomper, like. And when you see, uh, like I say, if if it's your first introduction to the band, it's no better way to be introduced, introduced to plant. No. But as well, the riff and the drums
1: and oh boys, you hear that noise! At start that's accidental. That's the three hey, tracks. Mom.
0: Yeah, and then it it only gets heavier. Yeah, the the call and response thing of the blues—it's unreal. The way they stripped that back to that, Mm -hmm. and the confidence to do that of your
1: opening track. But it's it's so. The best bit about it is, this was them going. Jimmy Page actually said, "If they don't like this one, we'll just retire." (laughs) Yeah, they were only on their fourth album. Well, he was talking about. Fuck them, I don't want to listen to them. Because people were saying they're just session musicians who have great marketing and great hype. Yeah. They didn't believe them. like They didn't think they were the real deal. Like,
0: yeah, because they didn't have a reputation, obviously. They no, weren't. The people thought they were started, they're like, just yeah.
1: session musicians. You're just the best at what you do, and you're mm. being thrown together, and you don't know how to write. But every time, and there's been a lot of animosity in, in recent years, uh, even before they did the celebration reunion thing, mm-hmm. between John Paul Jones and the other two guys, because yeah. of money. Um, yeah. Issues with royalties or whatever it was Or just not getting back together to play Because John Paul Jones wanted to play But Page and Plant member went out and did their own thing
0: Yes uh, yeah.
1: So all that sort of palava added up to But they all say to this day That they still remember the first time they played together And how they all thought it was like a musical communion And they all felt the same way every time So no matter what you say they were a band from the start, even though they were just thrown together. And but Jimmy Page was no fool; like he knew how oh, to write, he knew how to produce, yeah. he could play, mm-hmm. and he knew good musicians when he seen them. So,
0: and there was a guy they had lined up, the guy who turned them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen that it's in uh, I think it's Days and Confused. It's in uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, but there is a guy out there who yeah. was approached by Jimmy Page to be the lead singer of a new band he's putting together, and he went, "Nah, I'm gonna go solo." So he's been as successful. I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't do too smooth well. Smooth move, excellent. So, yeah, that wasn't. That was not a good choice. So, uh, Black Dog. What an introduction to an album. And uh, you know, sometimes you might get a wee dip when it comes to track number two. No <laughs> oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> this <laughs> not, is the best track two ever. Not so much in this one. You. This is relentless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Give you any hope that it's going to, it isn't going to stop and have a wee melody bit, or it's no. not going to do like a, a slow down solo with vocal overdubbing. It's just balls to the wall non mm-hmm. stop. So, this is my favorite Zeppelin, you know.
0: And I mean, it's, we sort of, we, we, we say, we'll not do every track of the album because, you know, we're, yeah, yeah, we're through, but um, we have a live version of. This is
1: from the song Remains the Same with the, the band are at the absolute height of their power. This is Madison Square Garden.
0: Them hi-hats I know it, it, They always get me every time I love them hi-hats And I always think of you for some reason
1: I played it at the Omba
0: Town Club That would make sense You were there That would make sense explains why I think of it <laughs>
1: boogie- mhm just i uh, fucking about Opening yeah. song in your big Madison Square Garden show And Bonham just starts fucking <laughs> just about Fucking about you Jesus Christ Too good like. yeah, just, That's, Too that's good. the
0: level of confidence when you can't just fuck about As you say on a gig at yeah. Madison Square Garden
1: And they said uh, He never ever practiced He never practiced he started playing when he was 5 and didn't get an extra drum kit till he was 15 and never practiced Just that's, knew how to do it
0: Remind me of somebody else That I know like that? We just started yourself? <laughs> no.
1: Very much like yourself, I'd say.
0: Uh, very much like you, Mr. Mull. Um and I'm trying to there build is the same <laughs> gut as <laughs> <So laughs> That's rather, about it. I'd rather see the same mustache. Oh but fuck.
1: <laughs> Imagine if we just started rocking it. The best, um, no? Well I mean <laughs> well,
0: well we should take that time now, then maybe we talk about um so John Bonham, aka Bonzo. Bonzo. And uh kinda Unsung hero of drums uh, as time went on, you know, I suppose maybe outshone a wee bit by Keith Moon. Um, mm, at
1: the time, I'd say, but as, as, time, as time, has time went has on, passed, yeah.
0: I mean, you still, I mean,
1: no disrespect to Keith Moon, he's extraordinary.
0: He knows how to hit a drum. Yeah. He's a very, uh, like, I, that doesn't mean how he knows is a drum. I mean, like, he's a very hard hitter mm-hmm. of drums, um, which is a rarity. Mm-hmm. find sometimes, that's why I would do think of you at times. Well, because when he, you want to, you can do it, you know. I times, but, that's, it's, it,
1: but it's a skill in that, you can't just. He found that it was. Uh, I remember a quote, I remember getting a, a copy of Modern Drummer, like I, fuck, I can't remember how many years ago. And there was a quote on the front page, and Bonham said, They're drums, you're meant to fucking hit them. <laughs> and what he meant by that was, You can be subtle and yeah. play loads of these lovely rhythms, or when you want to and i think his attitude was i always want to hit them yeah but he just could hit them with that level of skill that most people can't even touch
0: exactly as i'm saying it's not it's not being flippant about it it's a hard thing to do mm, especially to hit hard and he's a big guy and, and for
1: two hour sets to
0: keep the time and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff and and give the effect he did but he fucking uh, that's a proper bonzo beating oh, he's, he, he, he's he it a uh I, I remember seeing somewhere i think it was the guy a co-play mm-hmm. Do you remember when the first album Coldplay came out, there was like he was pretty heavy on the on the like hi hats and, and mm-hmm. you know it was real proper beating. And at the time he was like, Yeah, try to be John Bonham. <laughs> I think just, everybody's tried. Yeah.
1: But I mean, what happens and and like the culture nowadays of people putting up drumming videos or guitar videos or mm. guides of themselves playing in properly recorded areas, I think it's great. But if Bonham was alive and saw that shit, he'd be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it's not live.
0: No, that's, and that's the other thing too. Yeah, it takes it completely out of context. It's, as, it's like it's like somebody doing keep keepy-uppies in the backyard. Uh, yeah, All right, that's great. Yeah. and then you get stuck in the bloody <laughs> referee blows a whistle, and you get the head biddy. Um, we're still waiting on uh, just when you mentioned that just about drums videos and people uploading. Um, I do believe our listeners are waiting for did I not just answer it? Uh, <laughs> I don't do that, really. I, I knew that was a roundabout way of you trying to get a lab, but it also if just reminded me that you know. We're waiting on the video from Queens of Stone Age. But anyway, that's that's. that's I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, but
1: yeah. If, if I'm allowed to play live again, I'll just do it live and get somebody to Ooh, film it on their phone, and then there it'll be, we go. There would be talk. much easier than me setting up a camera without the dog licking the camera and all. And there then being it, a sing,
0: I'll sing for you. Um, <laughs> okay. Could you imagine me trying to sing
1: Josh Hom? <laughs> Not only that, in a room in a room where I'm playing drums. It was just you shouting into the phone,
0: speaker. <laughs> even even thinking of getting those high notes <laughs> is giving me a sore head. No, that's yeah. actually true. No. No, yeah. well, you well definitely. You now you've fucked that. yourself <laughs> out. Now you've tied me to it. No, 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 YouTube. no, no. I, I definitely couldn't be tied to it. Uh, but, I mean, so, uh, but Bonham then, as you mentioned already, sadly passed away in 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, in recent years, obviously, they, they brought out a son. Yes. Um, who played with him. And Jason. A, a, according to the rest of the band members, Hit as hard as it yeah. did, yeah. yeah. Same sort of. Again, how is that possible? Genetic, but it, it, he's it's there. A, He's
1: a great drummer. Um, the genetics are fucking real, but um, there's there's just no replacement. Like it's, it's impossible to. I mean, a band like Led Zeppelin could have easily, easily went on, yeah, for another milk the absolute shade out of it mm-hmm. for ten to fifteen years. But the the minute that he they, they couldn't do it. No. a they were heartbroken. B he was the the glue that tied them all together. As you can see in recent years, they've had arguments. they did that. that shit didn't happen. Bonner was about like no. So he sounds like the kind of guy who just wouldn't let it happen. No, he wouldn't let it happen. But it would have been dealt with well there and then. Well, he said himself, the only thing he loved to do when he wasn't playing drums was drink <laughs> and float fly about in his cars and his motorbikes and have dinner with his wife and Wayne's. That's all he loved doing. That's it. No, he was just know. simple. He bought a big house in the country and he fucking we go to this wee pub <laughs> and apparently he would sing these wee songs when he's falling on the way home from the pub about drinking bitters now. <laughs> he's just he just loved the cranks. To. Nah, unfortunately run. too much. How much love? I it. think he had like there was four to five bottles of vodka in his system when he when they found his body. Jesus. So he was just hammered into them. Yeah. And um him, I don't know. He was a young guy too. It was fucking it's really it's a big loss because
0: And it's back to that thing. Well, again you add him and Keith Moon to the list of what then became, as well, a cliche of a drummer.
1: Ginger Baker. And Ginger Baker, yeah. So Ironman drinking fucking driving cars. What did he call uh,
0: Hendrix? Mitch, Mitch? Mitchum. Mitchum. Same thing. Um, that's sort of, they were the ones who created that cliche, what we know of now, of the mad drummer. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we
1: know, like, like yourself, it it's just true. But, you know, there's other... Here. <laughs> <laughs> After a, a long two-hour wedding set of playing country songs. I often go outside and slap around a porter <laughs> or something and,
0: <laughs> and, and down four bottles of vodka <laughs> just to, to, just to, just to numb him. the pain. Yeah. <laughs> just to fucking
1: empty my soul. Uh,
0: but, you know, and that's back to this thing about, again, another fucking sort of stereotype or cliche is the, the sort of tortured genius. Mm. You know, uh, it seemed to be, it didn't seem to affect the other three the no. way it affected him. I think So they, it seemed like he took all fucking <laughs> all the, well, the it's, sort of I, I think it's pressure
1: off them. Paige uh was getting stuck into doing like stru- song structures and he was doing orchestral pieces and mm-hmm. he was mixing albums, he was producing that. He had other things. But don't forget, during physical graffiti, Jimmy Page basically lived off of bottles of whiskey and cocaine and fags.
0: Ah, none of them were clean. They it's just clean. A bonzo was the fucking worst of
1: them. But Page was able to clean up. Because he knew it was only a matter of time before he went the same way as Bonham, mm-hmm. that was the only reason he cleaned up. He was still just kept battering on. <laughs> and to be honest, only that Bonham was so drunk that he vomited and choked on his own vomit. You know, he probably would have ticked on because he was a big lump of a boy, like. <laughs> so he probably would have been grand if he just laid off a wee bit. Like,
0: I will take it just a wee reduction, maybe just that was it.
1: Now, what they say about rock and roll was what it came out of a jam. Right. Okay and they because they had the time now and they'd booked the studio, basically the studio they were using was a mobile recording studio put in this Headley Grange. The mobile recording studio was the Rolling Stones recording. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So yeah. for rock and roll, it was a jam session, and the jam session they were playing was Little Richard songs. So they were playing Keep R- Keeper Rockin', and they realized the intro on the, the record, mm-hmm. if you changed it just slightly, right. it'd be a great intro to a rock and roll song because it just, Blasts? hmm So if we play the intro to keep a knocking, let's keep, see the difference. Keep a knocking? Let's see. Um. Get they? What? <laughs> what? They didn't really... play yeah. it again. Yeah. didn't really... That's more or less the same, isn't it? It's pretty much... Identical, <laughs> <laughs> except Bonham does these V accents at the end as a sort of one, two, three, four. I didn't. I did not know that.
0: That is mad. So uh, there we are. So even the uh, the greatest steel.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is the first guest appearance in the album as well. This is Ian Stewart, who was the piano player for the Rolling Stones, plays on this.
0: Well, I'm going to have to get the the original um, version up now just, so we can hear it because, uh, it's definitely. <laughs> it's definitely a copy um let me see yeah because I, we, that's why I love on this uh, on this podcast you always find the things that uh...
1: now that is <laughs> it's very awfully awfully
0: <laughs> right okay uh, that so yeah that's definitely um they copied that from little Richard he says, okay, there you are. So it's, uh, but again, it makes sense. I mean, like I said earlier on, I mean, this is a a, a blues-based band, you know, so mm-hmm. obviously they're going to be listening back to, to the likes of Little Richard. Um, I know there's more sort of rhythm and blues, but, you know, it's yeah. still, yeah. It, yeah, it,
1: but they're like to warm up, they're jamming a song and going, that's a mighty intro. And, and I, it is. I, and I'm not sure if Bonham just played it wrong and they went, do that again. <laughs> But it was clear that they've never admitted. They've said every time you talk about the song, they're like, Yeah, Little Richard, keep an eye on me. They've never denied okay. it once. Okay, right. But, you know, obviously it's a completely different song from there on in. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the problems don't start stop with that on this album, unfortunately, because they've been accused of a few. Oh, okay. Right. But we'll, we'll discuss them. <laughs> so um, we go
0: on uh, The Battle of Evermore was next
1: fucking Lord of the Rings man yeah just, just flat out in the Lord of the Rings <laughs> the whole lot yeah. your man from the Fairpoint convention Sandy Denny doing that. that's in the morning <laughs> it just
0: it, it, it seems like there's uh, they couldn't do an undiluted rock album no. they were like no we have to put in the mysticism yeah. We need it
1: <laughs> But that's what we got criticised
0: for in the last time. Fuck them! Fuck them! We've already given them Black Dog Rock and Roll Aye that's let, the me, first, let, me, let me play Let me bring it
1: down So that, that's John Paul Jones in the mandolin Or no it's not actually It's Jimmy Page in the mandolin Who'd never played a mandolin before Of course And he give. He got John Paul Jones' mandolin And just learned this we bet. Of course he did And bet on Because he's Jimmy Page Because <laughs> he can uh, right,
0: moving on then, after Battle of Evermore, we come to...
1: Yeah, we come to the the song which became a single that was never released as a single. It's because rock radio, as you know in America, is just allowed to pick tracks from an album yeah. and start promoting it. So, Zeppelin through the years were notorious for pay-to-play and stuff like that, but they picked this one over two or three real obvious ones, like When mm-hmm. Levy Breaks, Going to California, Rock and Roll, Black Dog. They would have probably suited that wee bit better, but... For some reason, they picked "Stairway to Heaven," which is how fucking long? Uh, I don't actually. I think it's is it, it's over six minutes. anyway, isn't? it? Well, that isn't that sort of against the whole rock radio staple. Like you're not meant to yeah. play a song for more than like two and a half, three minutes. It's, it's I can't bit, think of a bit they could leave out of this. It's eight minutes three seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so because
1: you've, you're talking the, the
0: the word you used earlier on opus. Mm. That's what it kind of you know you're talking it's it's almost three to four songs, Well you know the way it the way it uh, changes in the structure of it and mm-hmm. the sort of the the contrast of one part to the next is quite. It's the stark,
1: first like song it. I've ever heard where, when the drums come in, it sounds more optimistic. Yeah. Usually, when the drums comes in it's to provide. a yeah, yeah, <laughs> but when the drums come in, it's when it starts to. Bustle on the hedgerow yeah. and all that. And yeah, it sounds like a different song again.
0: It changes again. Yeah, it's um and I mean the working of that. You, you've got obviously the introduction, um, which is a uh, we're not going to play it. Are we, we going to play it? We don't play it because well we're going to play
1: a bit of it in a minute because this song has been quite controversial for a few years because a band called Spirit, mm-hmm. who were an English band, who Paige, I believe, they supported them when he was with the Yardbirds. And I think Zeppelin supported them okay. early on. They have a song called "Taurus," mm-hmm. and the start of "Taurus" sounds remarkably like the start of "Stairway to Heaven." No, oh, no. It went to court. Um, oh, that that close. It was thrown out of court. Oh, right. And okay. on appeal, uh-huh. uh, Zeppelin were accused of plagiarism. Oh, second court case. Uh, mm-hmm. it was thrown out again. So that was it. Done, dusted. It. It's not close enough. To be right. considered. Uh, uh, uh. Now.
0: Well, I just think of of modern times and yeah. Sam Smith and Tom Petty. And it was a bit of a stretch to get those to match as well. So I think would, it, would it hold up today, you think? Well, well, that was 2014,
1: it says this, this here. I, that was the original. Core case. Now, hmm. Jimmy Page has never said he didn't lift the bit. Now, he says he might have subconsciously. It might have been in there and he just used it. Mm-hmm. But he said he never consciously stole the piece. So, to me, that's it. Hands white, because as we'll find out later, uh, the same thing has happened with Zeppelin with uh, going to California. Now we'll talk about that in a bit. But
0: so we have a video. Is this a, we have a video of a comparison? Is yeah, it? yeah. So and it just play. Well, we'll see what it does. play.
1: So there's just a few wee words about blah blah blah. This isn't the song. Obviously, this is a different. So Taurus was an inter- instrumental song. Instrumental. Mm-hmm. So. This is Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. Wicks. <laughs> right.
0: Uh. Oh, you can't deny that.
1: Well. <sighs> no, this is. There way. We- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't like to be on the panel. I had to say that one.
1: That's John Paul Jones playing the recorder, because John Paul Jones could play ring But from here on in, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, just a the intro. it's just that It's just that. Just those two bars, <laughs> and the, the the tail of the bar is a different song so yes only the first only the
0: first yeah hmm i don't know
1: that's very but they were, but, but the guy who wrote this the guy from spirit who wrote this didn't take it to court oh right okay. it was after he died that his family
0: i want we but
1: took it to court
0: so after adjusting the pitch and tempo this is what they sound like combined yeah
1: No. Oh, that's it is very close. That's a very close one. But if you think that you deserve a royalty on Stairway to Heaven because of those thirty seconds, oh yeah, compared so they, to the seven minute, 30 eight, eight minutes thirty seconds that are yeah. that are later, then <laughs> no, no. no, 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 sorry, no, no, uh, case out, just no, adjourned. Uh, so Stairway went on to be the the song of this album, but to me, it became the song of.
0: Rock and roll, there? rock and roll. I mean, back to my point of the Wayne's World thing. It became, you know, the was it the sign? You know, because the, the context comes in. Was it the sign of the excess of rock and roll? You know, was it the sign that um, because there's a lot of talk of like when in the early seventies that uh, punk basically came about mm-hmm. because of bands of like of Zeppelin.
1: Yes, we, eight, we have eight-minute yeah. solos
0: and all that sort of stuff. It was, it was just. Too much.
1: Yeah, a three minutes song on the album is now twenty five minutes live. Yeah, you know, and
0: yeah. Uh, so it meant that then the the punk sort of reaction was, well, we're going to give you two minutes twenty, and that's, <laughs> that's the whole album. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's forty eight songs. So I mean, you'd already had the Pink Floyd sort of again the, the extravaganza and the shows, and then again the long solos, uh, and especially live. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Zeppelin in the same. So you could see the reaction to that, but this it sort of stood the test of time.
1: You it's, know because it's because it, there's you, so many you,
0: different pieces in it, and you couldn't really do uh, like a few live versions. That, they do extend a wee bit, mm-hmm. but not that much because you couldn't extend it much more than it was.
1: No, and like I said, this is the reason that Jimmy Page has that infamous double neck guitar because of this song because mm-hmm. he couldn't play it any other way. Yeah, it have to have so he had to have the two necks in the guitar, and that's
0: again the symbi- coolest
1: looking fucking guitar ever. Oh, by the way, too, like.
0: but again, a sort of symbolic of the excess. No, yeah, it's oh, not excess. Absolutely. Because we know he needed to have it there. Aye. But then there were other people who copied that who didn't need a second guitar. They didn't need it. And let's be honest,
1: probably shouldn't have had a first guitar. They shouldn't have had a first guitar. <laughs> Rick Wakeman did not need 75 keyboards. Rick Wakeman. And I do a fucking... You ever, do you ever hear about him doing his, uh, his opera on ice? No. <laughs> he did an opera on ice. I'm Rick so Wakeman. You got to look it up. I'm so glad he, I don't he's know about that. dressed like Gandalf. <laughs> of course he is. And he's got the big long fucking white beard and white hair. And he is... Flat out on the keyboards. <laughs> you gotta check
0: that out. So stairway to heaven then became, as I say, I mean it's it's quite a. You're into that same sort of theme, the lyrics even of the sort of mystical sort of yeah the unknown and the oh it's very and I mean obviously the title of the song itself stairway to heaven but that that was such a phrase that is still. Uh, what would you say? It's on, it's on everybody's tongue, and you know we still hear people talk about the stairway to heaven and stuff like this, yeah. without even referencing the song.
1: Oh, like it's just I,
0: became part of our vocabulary. It's. I
1: sort of, I know where they're coming from, but because of my introduction to this album, stairway to heaven was the one I avoided because it was so big. Yeah. But then I found myself over the years appreciating it that more. I've always loved it. I've always mm-hmm. always, but it's not my favorite song on that album. Uh, yeah but, but, Do you know
0: what it came from It became sort of one of those things Where It got played to death Aye uh, Over the like uh, the Last 20, 30 years uh, w- Where I treat it as like a single Yes You know like a single You would listen to an Rabin album Going well I'm so sick of that You skip the singles uh-huh. And just listen to that. yeah. So that's the way I would sort of Look at this Even though When it comes on sometimes You're going oh You forget
1: how good that is Aye because you think This bit's too long And then it shifts in orbit And you're like oh aye that bit And then there's an orbit You're like Oh, and then Bonham kicks in. Bonham didn't kick in for four minutes.
0: No, and then he doesn't properly kick in till like another two minutes after yeah. that. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a absolute this, masterpiece.
1: This was the first take was perfect, right? And Jimmy Page demanded a second take. Bonham was raging. <laughs> of course it was. And his second take was the final drum take. So he only played it twice. <laughs> what a bastard. It's Page's best solo, I think.
0: Yeah, I'll go with that. I? Yeah.
1: And I think John Paul Jones just makes the song. Yeah. Because the bass lines uh, are yeah, just fucking extraordinary. And the recorder. And the recorder.
0: <laughs> Come on. Like if you're playing
1: recording a rock and roll album, fucking Can You imagine? Yeah. P six. Somebody starts it's, her up, you giving it the fucking stairway, man. When you think
0: of it, but <laughs> And and again you think of the, the, the Have have We Went Full Circle? You know, we've yeah. got John Paul Jones playing a recorder on a rock album and and yeah. uh, just earlier this year you had Noel Gallagher. Um, playing a song with a guy Playing a pair of scissors That's right You know That's the rock and roll excess come full circle
1: Well John Paul Jones Could play
0: Although you could hear The recorder You couldn't hear The fucking scissors You couldn't hear the scissors <laughs> You could enough. feel them Funnily enough
1: <laughs> John Paul Jones Played the guitar The kodo The lap steel The mandolin The auto harp The violin The ukulele <laughs> The sitar The cello And the recorder Jeez JPJ man He was the he, man
0: He was the man and He's still uh, the man Sorry Still stole the, man stole the man When you see uh, What he did With them crooked vultures yep, He's Oof. fucking Brilliant musician, like, and and we'll we'll move off off of Bonzo then onto John Paul Jones. So I mean, you've got then a guy of again another unique take to the to his instrument. I mean, mm-hmm. the way he played the bass was uh yeah. I'm just gonna call it weird. It, was, it is it, weird. It was just, but so effective.
1: Very effective. Him and uh, John Entwistle from the Who are two of my favorite bass players, and it's because they just didn't look right. They always yeah, looked it always, anxious, and i always and weird. like they didn't know where to put the hand. Aye, but they knew <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, what to do. Fuck! They knew exactly where to put it. And uh, for for a band like that to have it was always Page and Plant, Page and Plant. But to have that security of that rhythm section behind you is fucking. That's a dream. That's probably what really. I.
0: It's probably what annoys me the most because uh, you can understand the Lennon McCartney thing that happens, mm-hmm. but the Page Plant thing.
1: No. I mean, there is no Page Plant without Bonham and Jones. There's no. Not a hope. Um. So and they and they say that. They say that's that, a good thing to do. Whereas that, yeah. Paul McCartney and John Lennon, yeah, up until have. they were like, no, but we could have just hired somebody else. But we know they couldn't. <laughs> I think we, we might have on the Peppers thing, yeah. where
0: like the the quote of, um, "Not even the best. <laughs> he's not even the, the best. The best drummer in the world He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles." Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but, but that's one different ball game because again, like we said earlier on, there were four at the top of their level, not at the top of their game, fame wise, mm. but at the top of their level, m- music. Um, capabilities were just because they're session musicians. So then, they had to become a vital part of the the, the the success of the band. Um, I just again the way things go the, the, they don't. Mm-hmm. You know yourself, Ronan. The Pearl drummer just doesn't get the credit. Never, never gets the credit. But I shouldn't Without oh, without him or her?
1: <laughs> it would be awfully quiet.
0: It would be quiet, and uh, you wouldn't know where the fuck you're going.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't you know where you the No, some some boys definitely wouldn't know where they're going. <laughs> but will, I will say that. Again, to the credit of the, the remaining members, Led Zeppelin, all they do is talk about Bonham. All they just talk about how important he was yeah. and how they miss him. And was other the, drummers was the, have never covered it. Like. Was
0: it the O2 shows that they brought the son back for? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was it. So. He,
1: oh, he's played a few. He played different ones, like charity ones where there was a one off song or oh, something. right. Okay. Yeah. I think he played like in the late 80s as well. well he was very young. Um, and he played with uh, what do you call him? Uh, Sammy Hagar. I think he played drums for him for okay. a while. But he's a great drummer. He's really good. It's just nobody looks like Bonham no that's he the just doesn't you don't just, look like yeah. him I mean he played the smallest kit he could possibly play <laughs> yeah. and made it sound like like Keith Moon had a fucking like 28 piece drum kit I mean like all these guys they all had double kicks the whole lot Bonham had the fucking the kick two floor toms one mounted tom and a snare yeah. and he beat the living shit out <laughs> of every fucking square inch of it and you couldn't no people don't do that these and days. there was nothing
0: missing no he didn't go. Oh fuck! you could have had uh, somebody. There's you know, nothing missing. And to Everything the credit
1: was... of today's youth, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys that are performing these videos and putting them up now are using as minimal as you can. Yeah. To show how important it is to just use the basics, and that's all he cared about. He added that extra floor him later on, and even he was like, "And maybe that's a bit the, of an extravagance." And maybe
0: that's where the balance came from, because then you had the extravagance of the songwriting mm-hmm. with true. this, you know, the simplistic nature—not simplistic I you not say it, but the, the sort of minimalist nature of the drumming. Mm-hmm uh so i mean but john paul jones i mean the bass playing it gives such oh it gives such depth <laughs> mm. but it did i mean it really it, did. Uh, like you're up against some of the the some of the liveliest riffs that rock had seen at that time yeah. was coming out of page mm-hmm. and uh and, and again obviously the, the, the sort of almost squealing of, of plant because
1: mm-hmm. he can hit a high note oh, fuck yeah.
0: uh, that John Paul Jones then just gave that sort of just brought it all down again yeah, you know yeah. what I mean and, kept and it, and it all kept the everybody it everybody
1: else is trying to float up into the yeah, fucking and the stars just, and he's going yeah. to please <laughs> come back guys we're trying to play some music <laughs> for the crowd he's on the ground
0: holding the fucking <laughs> rope come back here you uh, but I mean again let's talk about it before we've always said this is the balance and this is where things work you know so uh, we then next track we have Misty Mountain Hop uh, along with Four Sticks yeah to uh, straight after each other.
1: Uh, four sticks. I always thought was hilarious because four sticks is just called four sticks because John Bonham uses four sticks. <laughs> he used two sticks in each hand to record the song. That was it. And that was it. Same as Black Dog. <laughs> they were just jamming and they were having the crack. And uh, Paige wasn't happy with how it was going, so Bonham was taking the piss out of him <laughs> and just said, "Sure, use four sticks then." And h- held two sticks in each hand, just taped them together, and battered his right. And it's all Tom's, like it's Tom's yeah. and symbols. There's no, not much to it, but they've only ever played it once live, <laughs> like because <laughs> it's just like no people don't want me to use four sticks again. It was really hard, <laughs> and it kept falling apart. <laughs> that would be quite. Uh, it would be quite uh, yeah. difficult. Um,
0: right, leading on to then, yeah, so, the the penultimate track of the album, and so it's going to California.
1: Going to California is was inspired by Joni Mitchell. The the two boys, Paige and Plant, were fucking besotted with her mm-hmm. and her songwriting and the f- the references and a few lines, just about lines of songs she has. But um, it was sort of it's sort of strange to me. This one, even though we've already had um, uh, "Battle for Evermore" and "Stairway to Heaven," they've got lighter intros and lighter parts. Going to California is the folksy sort of song that they were criticised for in three.
0: Mhm. Yeah,
1: but it's beautiful. It
0: is, yeah.
1: And, uh, and I think it fits so perfectly. I was just going to
0: say, this got, it's got the natural slot where it, it is. It sits yeah. in
1: that right moment because if this album didn't end with When the Every Breaks, there would have been a fucking war. <laughs> because going to California, what happened, to, to counteract the what we've been talking about, I can't remember the year this album came out, but Pearl Jam released an album that had a song in it called Given to Fly. Mm-hmm. And it sounds exactly like going to california to the point right okay. where during a benefit concert robert plant came up and started singing going to california with pearl jam right. unannounced right they knew the song uh-huh. and then he goes now do you want to do your version of the song oh. <laughs> and a real bitchy move Ooh. which to which pearl jam we're like we totally understand where you're coming from because now we've listened to both now um I don't know if it was Pearl Jam guitar player Or who, who wrote the song But one There was a quote from one member in the band And they said After we heard them both side by side w- We had to contact Zeppelin And go listen We didn't intentionally rip you off Now that the Pearl Jam song Takes on a whole new life It just takes off mm-hmm. But the initial bars and stuff You're sort of Even the lyrical structure
0: Right I can't think of that Pearl Jam song We'll get listen to Well we'll play uh we'll go California yeah. yeah we'll play going to California first mm-hmm.
1: In my days with a woman and kind, smoke myself and drink all my wine Made
0: it. hmm That's so beautiful, like it's
1: a- made of my mind, make a new star. Going to California with an naked in my heart. Alright, so you've got the sort of gist of Yeah how you're singing it.
0: And Pearl Jam given to Yeah <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> Wait.
0: Ah, no. In, right.
1: Time, nothing could save it's <laughs> fucking. Ah, <sighs> like... no. And like,
0: how come? Uh, how come they weren't taking the court? Because
1: everyone went, it's just a mistake, it happens. Just, it happens. Like, sometimes people sound similar. They made it to the ocean that it and good. I agree with that. Because if we were go- to go to task for every time something sounded like something else, there wouldn't be anything original. Because everything's stolen well, from on, something. hear that again? Because... I,
0: what? How did they... So they they knew and d- didn't take them to court or
1: didn't sue for it. No, they didn't sue them. In fact, they, they sort of played along with, it. We had a laugh about it. And, you know. <laughs> that is
0: like, like, they are, did not. Not yeah. Not real. Like I, I know that Pearl Jam song, but I, I've never I, played the two of them.
1: I heard the song or linked the two of them even together. And there was like a an MT back when MTV covered music, there was like an MTV report of the new per jam, and then there was like a funny bit where they were like, Oh yeah, and we didn't even realise we stole Led Zeppelin song. And the guy's <laughs> like, What? And he goes, Our song sounds exactly like going to California with Led Zeppelin. They were admitting themselves, we've just wrote oh, the wow. song and we're absentmindedly sailing through the song and didn't Well think... that's not so bad, isn't it? When well, they, they sort of like when diff. they call
0: it like they say, Well the yeah. same
1: thing happened apparently with a Rolling Stones album where they recorded a song and it sounded like Katy Lang's "Constant Craving." Right now, before the album went out, somebody mm-hmm. said to them, "That sounds really like another song." And they went, "What?" So they rang up Katy Lang's representatives. "Well, listen, we haven't done this intentionally, but we'll give you a songwriting credit." And they went, "No, it's okay. You've you've told us you're not stealing. We know you did it." And they were like, "We can send you original masters of you of know how you got of there, how we practiced yeah. to get to here." And they were like, "No, we we we, we hear you. Sorry, right. happy days. Oh, so not fun. everybody's a complete pro it's only the ones that
0: make no money. Yeah. Katie Lang had enough money. If she had been broke, she'd be going, ah, oh, well, maybe no, I was enough. That sounds like my constant craving. That's how she says it. <laughs> that's the way she talks Uh Right, the final tune. Yeah. Are, uh, of this masterpiece, number four.
1: This is the one that has the most stories about recording and Jimmy Page being a genius. Um And that's because, well, first off, how it starts was recorded in the hallway of... This Headley Grange. Right. So the drums were put down into the foyer and then two mics were hung 20, 30 feet above. So that's how you get the big echoey billowing drums. Yeah, I definitely. I, I didn't know what.
0: I knew it was had to be relocated somewhere because there's no way that came from a studio because the no, of the sound
1: But not only that, it's the most sampled drum sound ever. Right. Hip hop, the whole lot—it just uses. It's been used over and over and over again, and they recorded it faster than it's played. It was slowed down. The only thing that wasn't recorded fast was the vocals to make it sound like it's dragging. Very smart. So it's it's like a, So that's slowed down. The harmonica slowed down the guitar slowed down, everything slowed down, they played it at like a a wee pace faster. But it is class. Mm
0: Even in the song they got with the, the snare. Yeah. yeah. The really hits of that. Mm.
1: Not only is that plant playing the harmonica, the harmonica is reversed and there's an echo added onto it. Like what? The mixing of this album is fucking incredible. Jimmy Page, man. And John Paul Jones there. Yep. Flying up and down. Mm-hmm. No, my, my I have no problems with the, this. Is the one song in this album that sounds like it came from space. Mm. It's <laughs> just like, what is this song?
0: Yeah, it's uh, futuristic. It's a quite <laughs> the sort of ah, feel like, of it, like yeah.
1: And then when he starts singing, and it keeps getting louder and heavier, <laughs> and they were like. Jimmy Page described it as the song can only be this song can only be described as a musical hurricane. Yeah. And that's I'm, you're pretty yeah, fucking happy with that I because that, yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. And it's a great way to end the album. It's not a long album. And th- there's an eight minute song on it. And <laughs> I, I can still say there's no wank on it at all. Like <laughs> well, even with an eight seven, minute
0: song. Well a seven minute song when a seven minute songs, the seven breaks, minute like, songs yeah. of them just yeah.
1: keep going to fuck and that's it so
0: and that i mean pure musical genius Mm -hmm. and from all from all angles uh so yes that's our that's our our review our our look at the best of uh what we think uh best of led zeppelin which was uh, led zeppelin 4 uh or untitled or runes symbols i remember i remember being a child in in the video store and saying to my daddy what's rocky iv (laughs) Um, yes (laughs) what is rocky (laughs) what is
1: rocky iv (laughs) um so yes one more story but remember Atlantic 252? Of course, yes. The, the radio station that swept the nation? Uh-huh. Atlantic 252 played the whole of Stairway to Heaven um. when we were in the car one day going to Bindoran. oh, And that was when my everybody goes, you ever heard these boys? <laughs> and I was like, no. And he goes, I seen them, sure. And I went, what are you on about?" And he goes, "Alter Hall, Belfast. 5th of March, 1975. And I was like, "Not or 1971. not he went, you sure you haven't heard them? <laughs> the Eight minutes, he was going... How have you not heard that? Eight <laughs> minutes? I was about eleven.
0: The worst thing is then uh in, in later years we sort of Do it ourselves. When the, you do it yourself, but I mean we, we also knew of them in a roundabout way of because of fucking top of the pops. Used, That's right. Top of the pops whole lot of whole love. Whole lot of love as their sort of intro mm-hmm. music. Uh or as their sort of the countdown music for the charts, which That's was right. very, very strange for uh, a pop. Um, usually pop charts mm. to get the a whole lot of love going. I down.
1: consider Zeppelin never <laughs> and never, <to> <laughs> never, to, never did never any singles. TV shows or singles <laughs> so or?
0: to be the to, to be the track for the singles countdown and never have done singles yeah. yourself. That's quite good. Uh, I mean the excess of Led Zeppelin we talked about, you know, the the trash the, the in hotel rooms and and wrecking. There's actually a great story and I think it's Days and Confused as well where uh they talk about Peter Grant going to basically going to a hotel reception. And paying the bill. Yeah. For the for the renovations of the of the hotel. Yeah. Room.
1: Well before they even and got to the building to wreck it, like
0: Managers had got but managers of hotels had figured out we'll give them the rooms we're gonna renovate anyway. Yeah, and let them wreck it. Let them wreck it because they're gonna be and then they're gonna get it paid for and the rooms uh-huh. gonna be renovated for free. But that's but that's, that's there's that's, there's one story of <laughs> where Grant comes to a reception and he goes to pay the, the worker, the guy the receptionist there, and he goes to pay him the bill. And the guy started looking at him going, oh, you know, that must be the dream. Like just to just fucking wreck a hotel room. And the guy was like, Peter Grant goes, do you want to do it? <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> was like, do you want to? So the guy, he was like, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, what's what about it be? And he took the same cost of what it was to pay for Zeppelin's damage. He goes, I'll give it the same again. Go ahead. So the researchers got to go into the hotel room and just fucking wrecked the place. boss. out. And Led Zeppelin paid for, it for him.
1: <laughs> I was like, that's a fucking brilliant move there. The, most of these stories came from the, the biography that came out called Hammer of the Gods. And the boy that did the biography was a Rolling Stone journalist who followed him around only for a few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's in the documentary too, yeah. He's and the guy who he got most of his quotes off <laughs> was an employee of Led Zeppelin who was let go. Right. So they say most of these stories <laughs> didn't actually happen. <laughs> and... Let's say they did happen Because uh-huh. we love rock folklore and myth middle. Oh yeah absolutely Let's not let it overshadow How unbelievable this band was Oh yeah, yeah
0: absolutely 12
1: years Yeah And some of the finest fucking songs you, I only found out recently No Quarter The song No uh-huh. Quarter Was meant to be on this album They recorded it during oh. the sessions for this But they got to the point where they like Let's just get it fucking mixed and sent out We've pissed about too long Imagine I changed that changed the album Fire been. that in the middle of that. oh, <laughs> But that's not the point The point is What's on it right now you don't need any
0: No, it's it's perfectly uh, perfectly mixed, we talked about, but perfectly mixed as in track orders and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. It's just a, a lovely, compact, just perfect album.
1: It is. And if you ever get the chance to watch The Song Remains the Same, the concert film, where there's lots of footage at the start <laughs> with all the boys being fruity because they're all into Tolkien and witchcraft and the occult uh-huh. and there's lots of this nonsense going on. It's brilliant because they're bound to be looking at it now going, what the fuck oh. We could have just let the concert happen and wind with the film where wee bits and all. Pure <laughs> mortified. Oh. But it's, yes. it's great to see.
0: So uh, listen, thank you very much as always for listening. We hope you uh, take the opportunity now to go and re-listen uh, or listen for the first time, whatever the case may be. Mm. Uh, as always, our podcasts are not time-stamped. So you can go and listen back to any topic you tickled your fancy. Um, we have well over... Are we at over fifty. Well, we're we're fifty-five now, maybe episodes. Mm. So there's a lot of topics to choose from. So TV, movies, uh, music, um, and spread the word to your good friends. We know we have a lot, uh, quite a few long-term listeners. Yeah. Um, but we've quite a few new ones all the time, just popping up.
1: We got a few new ones uh, based on your brother. Oh right. On this show. Oh. In oh. a recent episode. Yes. Uh, Again, we don't want to timestamp. So. No, but there's one just before this one. Yeah. Uh, there's a few. Few. I got a few reviews. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. That would have been good. They were great. <laughs> 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 on that note. On that note, Dara sounded good, though. I'm not slagging Dara; sounded great. Uh, we're gonna, we'll be back. We We'll
0: have. We have plans for more guests to come. Um, we we gotta reciprocate and have the the Carmo, on here at some point. Ronan's, we we Ronan's have, brother. We actually have the topic. Too. Oh, deadly! Right. We'll save that for the day. Um, uh-huh. until then, folks, we will be back with another episode next week. Um, but yeah, listen back and leave our reviews on the uh, Apple Stream. I think is the mm-hmm. most. Uh, Most
1: listen to Spotify, but the one that gets you up the charts. We've been in the UK charts three times in the last three weeks. I
0: know we're in the top
1: eighty. How do we whoop manage whoop. to fucking <laughs> reach the hairy heights of boys that's doing the, shows about pasta and us?
0: And for the whole UK, right? And considering uh, there's a new podcast started every three seconds, I that's think all right. we've done all right. Yes, that's all right. So yes, thank you very much for listening as always, and uh, we will be back soon. But until then, get out Led Zeppelin four and rock out with your socket.
1: To it. Buy a hotel, I'm mean, going to fuck it up.